from there. We'll have Wade Boyd here as well as our co-host. And uh, I just want to say, you know, we really don't get personal, uh, politically personal here on the show. We just stay away from that altogether. But I really, really want to give a shout out to all the women who actually uh, changed history last night. And I hope that changes uh, the way this country is going. And, and I think there's going to be a lot more empowerment in the uh, in, in our system. And I think uh, it's going to spread from there. So I got to say congratulations to all the ladies who actually won the elections last night. And let's hope a couple of more folks uh, who are the, where the elections are waiting. Uh, well, let's, let's just hope they win because uh, I, I would really like to have those folks there as well. Anyhow, uh, I will get back to you shortly. Uh, let me get some more stuff together here in the studio and enjoy some tunes. All right. Cheers. So, you know, I have to say, right now in California here, we're having a bunch of fires going on. And it's, I gotta say, our firefighters have lately been just so stretched thin. And I want to really uh, give them all a blessing for taking care of everything. They're out near my parents' house and stuff. And there's a fire out there near Chico, near my uh, nephews. And uh, boy, oh boy, it's, you know, San Francisco is actually full of smoke right now. So I just want to say uh, Godspeed to all those guys. Hopefully they get home safely. And uh, hopefully that fire's out sooner than later. Those guys, uh, boy bunch of brave folks all right so uh, i'll get back to you shortly uh, and uh, enjoy some boston i gotta say when i first heard this album i was a boy you know probably around uh, 10 something like that and uh, i was at a friend's house uh, and uh, his parents had these speakers and it's the first time i actually heard you know music loud and uh, i'll never remember i would never forget i mean uh, uh 
putting my hands to my ears because he's just rocked our house out and uh, after that i just became an avid rock and roll fan so uh enjoy the music and uh i'll be back to you shortly cheers Yeah, you know it'd help if I actually had the music on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dead air for a second. Cheers, guys.
R-E-R. So anyways, uh, we were just talking about the fires out there. And uh, yeah, it's a wonderful day in the mission, with the exception of all the smoke everywhere. And I really want to thank my sponsors here at Muni Radio. You know, Pamtastic's awesome. And, you know, she has her show on Fridays, Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, which is really, really awesome. And if you really want to be an inspiring comic, I mean, boy, the other day I was sitting there uh, talking with a buddy of mine over at uh, Molotovs, who's another sponsor of ours, and they're in the lower hate. You know, there's a lot of things uh, that are really tough jobs. If you're a writer, you know, people can critique you. If you're a chef, sure, people can critique you. But, I mean, the hardest thing in the world, boy, is actually to look at someone and they're, you know, instant uh, yes or no. And I was here at a show not too long ago uh, for Pamtastic's uh, Comedy Clubhouse. And uh, there were a few of us here uh, at the start of the show. And there was a guy out there. And he was... um, Boy, the first guy got a couple of laughs. The second guy, you know, you could hear kind of the crickets. And, you know, it's like he sat up there for a minute and a half. And, you know, I got to say, no one really laughed. But when he said, oh, boy, I'm really bombing. You know, yeah, of course, got the obligatory uh, giggles and such. And, uh, you know, he told Pam, it's like, I still got another minute and a half. You know, I'm going to, you know, really just pull through this. And it takes a lot to sit there and stand up in front of anyone and everyone and, you know, pour out whatever talents you have. And so. Sometimes we'll get no gratification from it, and you know you hear the crickets. And I, I gotta give a shout out to that guy. That was a lot of balls to actually sit out there and just still keep doing his laps, so to speak. Because you know it's like the more laps you do, the better you get. And you know I, I hope he really just uh, just keeps on plugging along because I, I thought that was a wonderful thing to see. You know, I mean I'm sure he does other shows, and I'm sure you know uh, different responses for every show. But as far as the comedians go, and and you know Mutiny Radio, which Pam is uh, you know based as a comedy if you want to learn you know about uh, to be a comic you know you can come in here on, on I believe Mondays and they have a joke workshop so you can sit here with a bunch of other people and you know kind of uh, without any pressure critique each other you know and uh, from there uh, get stronger you know get used to being in front of people in, a, in an atmosphere that's not so pressured you know it's, it's like a class and uh, yeah I, I, like I said I really admire the comics out there I think it's a really really hard thing to do you know I mean you know when I go out there racing and I high side that takes a lot but I mean this is a different type of a uh, uh, stress so to speak and like I said it's instant you know right exactly there and you're looking at all the people in front of you if you're doing good or not there's not many things out there that were really like you know be straight up front about how, how, how you're doing and certain things so uh, yeah if you want to be a comic come up here to mutiny radio panel sort you out you'll have time there's festivals i believe right now we're going to be having a festival in a couple of weeks here i got to talk to pam so i can actually push that a little bit more and i believe they've actually sold out for the comics coming as well as some shows so uh, definitely check out the schedule here uh, you can always uh, call us here at uh, 415-550-0511 if you have any questions we're at 2781 21st street here in the heart of the mission so uh, do come out check out our schedule and see our shows all right, so uh, I'll be right back after this commercial break and uh, listen to some good Boston. All right, cheers.
There's Allie here at Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Wade's in town. So how you doing, Wade? Howdy. Cheers, folks. Yeah, you are. And uh, how's it been, Wade? Uh, everything going well with the... Uh, 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 actually, you have two now. You have the El Camino and the uh, the Corvette. Yeah, I'm now a mechanic. <laughs> so, yeah, Christine got this El Camino. I'm, she got a bunch of parts for it. I got half of them installed. She had to go get it inspected, so we had a deadline. And yeah, DMV. No, well, she had to go uh, get approved that it it actually is what it is. Gotcha. Because DMV can't actually make a decision. So we, we <laughs> hand it to those guys, and they know what to do. He goes, yeah, it's an old car. There you go. Bob's Next. uncle and it's done. Yeah, so now she's ready to go to DMV. I've been lost in uh, Stockton working on the vet. It's all but done. We're just trying to get it past um, smog and registration now. And I plan to pick it up in like three weeks and bring yeah. it to San Francisco. Boy, I've seen pictures of this car. It's uh, the Batmobile. And it's, uh, I believe, what do you say, 1980 Corvette? Yeah, 1980, 1980 black with a yellow stripe with a black with a yellow bat on it. Yeah, great, great lines. Holy moly. Uh, today we have Nick the Swede as our special guest. How you doing, Nick? Oh, sort of holding up, you know. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Uh, Nick and Wade used to work together doing the uh, actual uh, funeral escorts. And, uh, you know, that's how we came across. And I was sitting there the other day at the pub. And guess who sits next to me is Nick the Swede. And he goes, yeah, you know uh, Wade Boyd? It's like, yeah, yeah, I know Wade. And as usual, that's the way it starts. And uh, we're instant friends, you know, which is really awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we had a really nice uh, conversation out there and uh, decided to drop by the show. And a uh, thing you guys got in common is actually uh, working in the uh, funeral escort business. Yeah, one of our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that, you know, soon as far as what that entails. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, that's a very important thing. I mean, you never really think you need one. But I guess when you need one, you're not around anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's totally a place for one. Uh, you really want that kind of help and everything. It's it's a kind of a hard day, hard subject, and hard to be on almost any of the sides of that fence. 
Yeah, I mean, really, that's true. I mean, it's a day of somber. And uh, the idea of the funeral escorts is they're the uh, motorcyclists, uh, experienced motorcyclists. And think of, uh, you know, uh, when you see the uh, police go by around like the president or something like that, where they they, they go ahead and make sure that the traffic flows smoothly so you you can go through the lights and, you know, you got a procession. And uh, it's just if everything went ahead to stop at every light, you'd never get to bury the guy. Yeah, the motorcade's not really supposed to stop or stop much and anyhow try to get them out of town quickly and safely and not run over anybody and vice versa but nobody is paying attention to anything if you're not making noise you got some colors on your bike or something you know or look like a cop and got noise even those guys say you don't have enough noise colors whatever um to grab everybody's attention so that you can actually just yeah, yeah, obviously uh, doing your job. I mean, you have to be visible enough where you're actually not going to be hit by someone. So I imagine, um, yeah, it takes a proper uh, thought, lookout, and training. That's why you try to have an experienced rider to actually sit out there in the middle of traffic and try to stop a bunch of folks out there, right? Yeah, each intersection is a different thing, and you've got a train of cars behind you that you're sort of trying to keep together. So, and. You know, so they're thinking of one thing, but you're just trying. They're just trying to stay together. Just you're stay. trying to open an intersection, hold it until the whole gang gets through. Sometimes it's, they're long, sometimes they're short. Uh, most people are pretty good about it. It's the ones that you can't you catch off guard that usually aren't paying attention, or there's a hole there and they're trying to shoot that gap because it is a race out there. All right. So the people will, uh, Nick, they'll try to actually get in the way and uh, try to dart through, which makes everything a little bit more dangerous from no, there. There's always no. an impatient person, I guess. Yeah, once they know it's usually okay, they kind of give up. But if they don't know, if there's just a hole... They didn't see it. They don't know. Even the people walking yeah, are not paying attention. Unless you're blowing your whistle, I'm going to step off that curb. Uh, anything. Blow your whistle. Get their attention. Otherwise, they're just everybody's in their own little bubble. So you're actually, yeah. I didn't really think about this. You're you're all you're, you're kind of like a you know a, a crosswalk a guardian. You're kind of looking in all directions for everyone. Everyone. Uh, people, bicyclists, and, and cars are in motorcycles on, on as well. both sides. We want to get our our caravan through. We don't want to run over anybody, and we don't yes. want anybody running over any of our people. So that's that's or that's walking the deal. out. In front because and sometimes you still have to battle whether it's you know it could be a pedestrian i am crossing the street no matter what yeah it's like oh dude you're on your own rude people of course of course and uh let's see i mean what type of motorcycles uh nick did you have what, what where were you running well i started with uh with a harley sportster the girly one the 883 and then oh. everyone told me this engine gonna blow if you're gonna go up. It's <laughs> gonna go. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> so I got so I got me a Kawasaki Ninja, the small one, the 250. Okay, which yeah. is a perfect motorcycle. For yeah, this. they're they're great bikes. Yeah, that's they go a good forever. One. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple of guys who drives those. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, on the, on the job and yeah. Wait, what yeah. were you? What were you running? 
Um, I've been doing it for a while now, so I got in it, and the, the story was we put the fun back in funerals, and you can ride <laughs> anything you want, including your race bike. So I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell, Wade. <laughs> fun back in funeral. That should be on the card. <laughs> Awesome. We'll get you out of town really, really fast if that's what you want. <laughs> awesome. Right on. That's great. And uh, so usually, I mean, uh, well, actually, interestingly enough, I mean, boys, I mean, that's kind of like being a caretaker. I mean, how did, how, how did you get into this job? Uh, we heard about it. Um, one so, of our friends has been doing it forever. So he started his business and uh, yeah, looking for and some folks. I'll come to this. So I, I actually was talking about it. I used to do... Um, messengering motorcycle messengering also for lightning express gotcha i got that my all my friends were doing it and stuff and anyhow i got a big financial problem all of a sudden had to i needed a job yesterday and so i got to do it i was underpaid i actually <laughs> liked the job because you're riding your bike you're getting paid and you're all over town this is almost yes. the same we go Interesting. I, I go to chinatown I actually look for the band. They got one or two songs I really like. It takes a little longer. You know? Right on. You know, I would never be in Chinatown. I never saw one of those parades before. And and, 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 and now yeah, I'm actually in the middle of one. And people are running out with their cameras and tink, tink, tink. And if I just happen to roll by the band when they start the song that I like, it's like, oh, that's the one. Ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum. Yeah. yeah, the drums that are I'm, I'm, I'm part of it. San Francisco history exactly yeah. I've heard and you're making things easier for a lot of folks I mean yeah like, truthfully uh, I the, one like in the, the one in the middle it's uh, one of their worst days of their life exactly I mean yeah. as far as uh, actually uh, were you a bike messenger no I was not no okay I, um, I met this weirdo over at Specs Bar a <laughs> colleague of mine his name starts with C <laughs> okay he writes uh, beamer <laughs> i might know him too i mean yeah, boy we, yeah, yeah. we're all a bunch of weirdos so yeah, yeah are, are. so he said uh you know nick we started to talk motorcycle yeah we started to speak motor i'd never seen the fucker before right we talk and he said you know you want to join us we're doing the chinese funerals what so nice that, so i'll forget about all about it then one morning i walked by green street <laughs> and I see them really? gathered there, so I woke up to Kurt. Kurt is, oh, I said, yeah. <laughs> and I said, wow, you want to join in? I said, sure. Next weekend, I was there. Nice. And then, you know, I mean, that's a definite paycheck, which is, and you're kind of having fun. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of advantages. Uh, yeah, it's a nice side gig, right? Yeah, you know? it's lovely, you know. Yeah. Really nice. If, if you can you got a bike you can ride a bike uh, they they do have training nowadays and they're getting a little more stringent and stuff you don't have to look like a cop but a bunch of them do i hate to say it but well i believe now some uh, have badges and such all that stuff so i i like i hate to say it but i was i was on the other side of the fence the other day and mm -hmm. i and i was in one oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and so we were over in uh, oakland berkeley whatever anyhow we had three um escorts and christine goes are those real cops they look like real cops yeah <laughs> dude number one dude number two they both had the everything the badge the everything they totally look like cops dude number three was kind of lacking a little here on the on the visual but so the they weren't actually cops i'm gonna say but they looked the part they're doing the job um the police 
actually usually help us because we're you know we're doing almost the same thing they're doing yeah you know they'll hold the lights for us whatever but so we went on one of those uh trails out of town and so we went to some place in uh, mary's valley something whatever i called it uh, what was it the valley of the death in yeah in, in uh Piedmont is straight out of a Batman movie. Whoa. Yeah, well, yeah, I understand where you're at. It's like yeah. everything's, you know, a tombstone. And it's a whole valley. It was yeah, I, all you could see. I got folks out and, there. Uh, and so, people. but the, the the escorts actually did really a good job, and we got to be in the in the middle of it. Nice. So yeah. you We're got, supposed to be a pleasure and all that stuff. You got to critique them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's take a little bit of a break here and we'll be back shortly and enjoy some Boston. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to down you. I want to make you high. If you could see your way to me, come on and let me try. Let me take you home tonight. Sweet 
talking about uh, injuries interestingly enough and uh, how as you get older you know you're not uh, quite the superman you used to be and uh, you know as always they come back to haunt you and holy moly well, we're all in denial <laughs> right in exactly denial. it's like we definitely like to think we're younger than we are and uh, you know that's the thing there's times to suck it up and uh, you do when you when you have to do it i mean uh, boy i mean I, i've been hurt so many times I've, I've actually ridden with broken bones a lot over the years and a lot of people think that's kind of strange but i've also ridden on mushrooms so who the fuck knows you know <laughs> oh nobody's done that right <laughs> as the saying goes you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so uh, as far as uh, you know uh mr swede nick the swede yeah uh i hear are you looking for a motorcycle I am actually, yeah. I'm thinking maybe something that is like a beater. Uh, something uh, to do a uh, 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 delivery on? Uh, or just in I'll, general? Maybe I'll go back to the mortuary at some point. You know, I shot the breeze with the guys on Saturday. I walked by and yeah, I miss it. Okay, so you haven't had a bike in a while? Uh, I actually blew both engines here. And uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll put my. I work at a shop, Tokyo Moto, which is also one of our sponsors. If you ever want to have a good time, come to Tokyo Moto. We'll get your bike in and out in a day. And you can even meet me, which I'm always surly and grumpy. And, you know, so if you meet the angry guy, that's Alex. So there you go. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll put a word out for that. You know, yeah, I'll get you, get you a nice ride. Yeah, do, you, do you have a call in number? The which one? Do you have a call-in number? Oh, call-in at Tokyo Motor? Yeah, 415-558-something-something-something-something. <laughs> so I'll have, I'll have to remember that. 
you know, talking about that. You know, also, you know, we want to thank Tokyo Moto. All our boys are actually going out there. Uh, Tokyo Moto uh, and, uh, you know, our friends, uh, Dimitri, who actually owns uh, Moto Hub SF, which is actually a great place to have your motorcycle fixed for a day. With You know, he's, he's very, very personable. Yeah, Robbie from Tokyo Moto. I mean, uh, Robbie from uh, <laughs> Moto Tire Guy and Dimitri and a couple of our guys, Brian, who actually uh, sponsors me his truck to go racing all the time. And Tim, who was just our guest here a couple of days ago talking about the Japanese trips. They're all going down to Baja on all their dirt bikes and going to spend a week out there just tearing it up. You know, so you guys be safe out there and you have a great, great time. I mean, boy, oh boy, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> Everything's fresh out there. You know, also, I'd like to thank, uh, you know, uh, Monkey Moto School. Uh, actually, you know, uh, Evan was going to be here. Uh, he got hit by a car a while back, and, you know, it was kind of a, uh, boy, you know, very scary deal. And uh, he's back out and about running, and uh, he just got back from St. Louis. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Evan, if you're out there, glad you're safe. And uh, have a great evening and a, and a nice dinner tonight. You're out there uh, doing fun stuff. And, of course, we'd like to thank uh, Subculture Racing because... Uh, just that's what we do we go out there and we race and uh, subculture racing is you know i mean that's why we have racers alley you know we want to get out there and talk to racers want to talk to everyone in the industry you know just tell stories and in general just have a whole good time out somebody's got to race exactly. everybody wants to race <laughs> exactly you know they do you know it's like yeah we can actually relate out there and uh, hopefully people uh, who listen will actually be able to go hey if they can do it i can do it and uh, of course the ama and the afm are the racing organizations around here uh, also we got Wera and uh, SRA who also Sidecar Racing Association uh, West and, uh SRA West. SRA West. Okay. There is an SRA East, but those guys are way over there. Other side of the planet. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So, uh, thank you all for uh, supporting us out here at uh, Racers Alley. And, of course, Mutiny Radio. Because uh, without Mutiny... We Yay, Mutiny Radio. Out, right? Exactly. Yay, Pam. Our hero. Pam's awesome. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for her and all her hard work, you know, we wouldn't be here, actually, on the show. Right on, right on. So, uh, anyways, let uh, Let's move on here. Um, where were we? Uh, what type of bike? So everything as far as uh, 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 funeral escorts. I mean, we were talking we, about uh, gear. Yeah. We use bikes. We use almost anything um, for for our little ragtag group, anyhow. But they're they're wanting black bikes or white bikes or something. I'm so still, certain cer- yeah. certain companies now are. Um, trying to have dress codes and all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I barely fit the dress codes. Yeah, I heard <laughs> at one point they were requiring the 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 motorcycles to be green. A green, yes, a green then, thing on the number um, on the front number uh, yeah. front fender. Yeah, then it turned out because no one got a green bike, so they got a front fender. Yes, green. our that buddy was, Brian, who turns seventy nine, yeah. happy birthday, Brian. Yeah, uh, we were just uh, hanging, hanging right. out and uh, on uh, Monday. Uh, at Benders, uh, another one of our wonderful sponsors. And um, Brian was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he has the green fender. He's, he's one of you boys. He was invited tonight. However, it's his 70th birthday. He's so stuck in traffic. He's with oh. his lady, <laughs> actually having a nice 70th birthday dinner. All so, right. Uh, holy moly. Mo- I believe mo- it's 70. Anyhow. 70. Yeah. 
Maybe. Anyways. Uh, One of them big numbers. Yes, he has the white VFR, and uh, yeah, he has the green front uh, fender. I remember Willis had uh, this issue, uh, our friend uh, Will, he works as a bartender over at Benders, and he, 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 I have quite a few friends, actually, more more I think about it, actually, in the funeral escort business, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting at what level, you know, some boys are... Like you said, they're definitely um, uniformed with a badge, and other folks are a little bit more independent. But some have the the green front yeah. fender. <laughs> we we have uh, well nowadays there was there was nothing actually in the early days, a couple of years ago, as far as I'm con- I was in. Yeah, I remember um, that. It was just you yeah. go out. You, otherwise, there's the ones that looked like the cops. But in ours, you just went out. Um, then there was a to do with some, one of the cops somewhere, and some kind of issue and out of that came the rules i got laid Uh, off so you got an angry officer yeah some uh, in we're in north we're at green street anyhow right across uh, one block away is a police station and one of their guys was retiring but he was a sergeant or whatever and so he was harassing some of our people for a while like one of the the big stories was the hearse got pulled over and got a ticket Holy moly. So does the guy's dead have to pay it? Uh, I don't know what happened on that. It's politics, well, whatever. His license. But it, it, it all variations of that kind of stuff. So nowadays, anyhow, um, they went through a training thing. They were talking about the tra- training. Some kind of training thing will come up again. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid of that because I'm way overqualified. But uh, at the moment, anyhow, we're wearing um, reflective vests. The vests are really cool. And for Green Street, we're wearing this nice jacket and everything. But it totally makes you sweat. It, oh. It's the wrong jacket, it and, but breathe. it's all about it, their, their the little worst. patch on the, on your shoulder. It's the worst. Yeah, to let everyone know that you're organized. Yeah, they, so yeah, and then see. they want you in black and everything. I, I told them I refuse to wear the marching shoes and the marching pants <laughs> because there's no armor in there. I, I'm coming from the other direction. I got armor, armor, armor. Uh, you know, so and it is it's great and beautiful until it is totally a battle when somebody tries to run you over. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you guys have to fight people in a, in a certain sense sometimes. Uh, there's been a few standoffs. Yeah. You, well, you have to have your whistle, right? Yeah. But they don't they don't like the whistle or the hand. You know, they can. Yeah. On some people, nothing works. <laughs> oh, interesting. Holy moly. I've never you really are dealing with an everybody out there and there's the person that nothing works see that's something i never thought about i mean you guys are actually yeah it's 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 interesting most know. people are trained or house trained they but, have respect and and yeah so that's where the whistle comes in you get their attention they go oh and some some of our guys like totally will yell at you and everything will all come up and <laughs> say excuse me but you know we're taking over for a minute so you can just relax you know, or you can jump up and down. I really don't care. <laughs> and I'm going to leave in a minute. But you had to deal with that. Everything. At some point in time, you get to deal with a little bit of everything out Nick, there. Nick, you too? You, you dealt with that stuff? Um, there are some, how should I put it? idiots out there <laughs> well that's an everyday commute thing you are you are but uh, yeah, oh, no, no, yeah no respect that's interesting i'm on the phone give me a break you are exactly i mean uh yeah nowadays i mean it is really really dangerous to be on a bike out there and i was just mentioning to my folks uh to work with um boy you know all of a sudden you are at more risk because of this time change 
now that it's dark between six and seven is oh, different yeah. oh, and then yeah, six yeah. and seven when it's light oh that also changes mirror, everything mirror. so if you look in your mirror what do you see Flick Nothing. my bick, you see. If you if you're not flicking your little candle on your little <laughs> lighter, nobody sees nothing. Yeah. And then it's like bump bump. What was that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have my high beams, and uh, yeah, I always drive proactive, any, I ride proactive anyhow. I mean, um, yeah, I don't give any way a quarter, anyone a quarter, because, I mean, personally, they'll run me over and leave me in the street, and I've already been there more than once, and uh, yeah, I guess, I guess you could say as far as things go, I'm a hardened veteran. I have no um, sympathy for the cars, and I just uh, do my best to stay out of their way, and with the new, uh, new everything going on, I mean, you, they really aren't paying attention. And most of them aren't paying attention. So if you don't have some lights and like there's don't don't ever stop on a freeway. You got to get off. You got to leave lights. Yeah, but uh, a loud pipe at night is uh, if you're on the freeway or something or if you're somewhere you can be run over. They're not going to hear your pipe. You fall off your pipe, fall off your bike. and, And now it's just you. Yeah, there's yeah, well, so then, many no, variations yeah. truly. of darkness. And uh, talking about that, uh, yeah. for a morbid subject for a second, uh, let's give out a shout out to our friend Guido. Boy, you know he's feeling, you know he's in a hospital better, but uh, he got hit by an AC transit bus on the freeway Ow, and uh, it broke what? him up pretty good. Uh, ribs, uh, maybe a collarbone, wrist. He said uh, like when I talked to him, uh, he's a customer a customer uh, at uh, Tokyo Moto, but he's also a great friend and great yeah. dirtbag job. I mean, we Guido is well loved here in San Francisco and uh, other parts. And uh, yeah, I'm so happy he's alive. And uh, I heard about this a while back from uh, one of the dames. And, uh, you know, when I talked to him uh, briefly, he goes, hey, dude, you know, it's like could have gone so many different ways. And I, I say that a lot as well. Wade has always heard me say that. Could have oh, gone yeah. a whole different way, you know. And it's just like RER, you know. He goes, I could have flown off the bridge, dude. You, you know, I could have been run lucky. over by the bus, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, holy moly, you know. We all got to watch out out there, you know. And uh, thank God he's okay and he's he's doing well, you know. So, it's a, that's a big deal. You know, Guido Nick? No, I okay. don't. I don't. Yeah, Where does he drink? Well, he's uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. He's uh, he's uh, you know, always at the dirtbag challenge. He's a motorcyclist, and uh, you know, uh, you know, one of us. So I'm glad. Uh, glad old cars too. Uh, old cars too. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, yeah, got to be careful out there. And you know, talking about that, there, there's a, a small worry in my mind as far as motorcycling on the freeway lately. Is what they've done is um. They've changed the uh, white lines. Uh, they made them a, a few inches wider. And what they've done is they put a certain type of paint on there, but they have not tested at all for any motorcycle as far as abrasion. So I don't know if you ever hit, uh, you know, uh, like the yellow lines in the racetrack on a you know curb. Those aren't made to stick, and you can fly. So I mean, the the, the big deal right now is uh, questionable is when it rains, what's going to happen when you hit your front brake on that white line? So you got be careful be out very there. Very careful. Very very careful yeah. uh, on the pod. 
positive note, what the uh, what the folks here in California have done is they've just released a pamphlet that says lane splitting is legal. Hey. Number one, must leave room open for cars. It's illegal to block a motorcycle, and it's illegal to open a door on a motorcycle. So it's plain there, letter of the law, which is which is wonderful. You know, you are not allowed to obstruct a motorcyclist. You are not allowed to open a door, obviously. But uh, tell all those Uber motherfucking drivers that because they're open doors on the left every day when you go down the street. They you have know. no clue. None. That, that, that does hate. First thing you Just do is get moment. on the phone and make a U-turn without looking. Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. was what happened on Stockton and Broadway the, on Monday. A young lady was run over. She owned a Lyft or Uber who did a, yeah, I heard a U on Broadway. Yeah, a young lady uh, just passed uh, on her motorcycle over near Chinatown. Uber uh, Uber driver took her out. Yeah, or Lyft. Or, or Lyft. Riding, yeah, yeah. They're all the same, rap bastards. Uh, yeah, so uh, Uber and Lyft, you know, just so you know, I'll never have you on my show as a commercial, you rap bastard motherfuckers. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. so let's take a break here at 7 o'clock, and we'll be getting back to you shortly. Here you are.
right. You know what I want? I just found some Stevie Wonder CD and uh, greatest hits. And you know, I love Stevie. And you know, let's get something new and uh, something fun. And uh, one of these days, I'll be able to actually uh, run some turntables and a microphone here, which will be awesome. And uh, also, you know, I gotta say, if you're interested in actually calling and talking to us, you can always find us here at Mutiny Radio between six and eight, Racers Alley at five five four one five. Five five zero zero five one one, and uh, you can always call, ask us questions, see how things are, and uh, you know, just generally uh, try and harass us. So uh, you know. Be nice to hear from someone every now and then, and uh, ask us any questions about racing. And you know, uh, boy, you know, it'd be nice to want to hear about AI. Want to hear about what it takes to set things up, anything like that. Always feel free to give us a call. So let's see if we can get some uh, nice Stevie Wonder on.
Alrighty, so welcome back to Racers Alley. And, you know, uh, Wade and I are just sitting here talking, and I was just thinking, you know, I think the other CD of Stevie Wonder would be a lot better to listen to. But anyhow, uh, Wade, how are you doing, mate? <laughs> We're talking about the backyard, and, you know... I gotta say, the other day I was, uh, with, as I always hang with Wade over at his pad, and uh, uh, boy, you know, it was a real pleasure to see all those Isle of Man TT medals. That was a very surprising thing to me, and uh, you know, I have a couple myself, and you always told me to be like, put something, uh, you know, under the medal. And when I was there the first time, you know, we uh, we actually got paid when when I was there the first time uh for the Isle of Man TT in 2005, uh 2004 I'm saying. Uh 2004 actually uh they used to pay you to go race there uh if you actually qualified. Sure was nice, wasn't it? I mean, they did pay you to go there, right, Wade? Yep, sure did. Sure yeah. was nice too. And it was awesome. Sure and did help. It helped a lot, and uh, I guess I was the last person on that, you know. I mean, boy, we had a great time, Wade, and, uh, oh, we can have so many stories on that. But uh, so, anyhow, I mean, I got paid one a uh, couple of times when I was racing the R1 in 99 uh, through Yamaha, uh, finishing really well over at Sears Point in Willow Springs. Uh, but, uh, you know, never thought about getting paid again. Uh, life got tough and uh, just... W Got to the Isle of Man, happiest guy in the world, very lucky. And uh, holy moly, so we're sitting there, and Wade told me a story once. It was like, and I was just repeating this last night, actually, and it's kind of funny. Um, Alex, first thing you do is like, if you qualify, they're going to give you a, a ton of cash. It's like, yeah? He goes, yeah, you're going to buy a wallet. It's like, yeah, yeah. And uh, we did get our wallets, the Nile <laughs> ones. And uh, so he's like, yeah. And it's, then what? It was like, yeah, it's going to be really thick. You can't actually bend it. And it's like, really? You are. And I did. I think I got, I got uh, 12 or 1300 pounds. Uh, back then and that was a big deal because um, the the whole time through you know I mean uh, the, the, the fortnight of, of, of practicing is very uh, everyone's just trying to do their job it's it's everyone's having fun being there you know uh, for the most well actually everyone's having fun being there it's a pleasure to be there it's honor ain't it Wade yeah I mean, everyone took everything to get there and so the whole the, the, the whole uh, pit is just like a, it's a giant camp you know it's like uh, everyone's you know taking care of each other that type of thing and uh, yeah it's very magical it's very surreal you know I, I that was my first time there we'll, we'll get to a little bit of a story about that later however you know um, yeah it's it's a very surreal time out there you get out to it's like uh, the whole area is just just full of uh, uh, excitement there's bikes there's spectators everything in the world and uh, yeah it's it's it's, a, it's an incredible thing and uh, as far as just being able to do it it's just a very lucky time you know <laughs> yeah we had a lot of I had a lot of good years out there where it was a lot of fun it was you're at the, I call it the Olympics, but so you try so hard to go so fast to do, you know, such an, like they say, impossible stuff, the most dangerous place. Yes, and, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, Nick, have you heard of the Alabama? Of course I have. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Wade and I've been there a, a couple of times, and uh, Wade's been there uh, a bit more. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, just so you know, we we've ran that a couple of times, and so that's what we're talking about. You know, being in the pits and the camaraderie, and uh, you know, the general overall fun time out there. <laughs> the most dangerous motorcycle race in the world. That's what they say. You know, uh, we just go out there and have a whole yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> That's all stay, away, stay away from those uh, stone walls those and hedges and trees and everything else in between you know uh yeah so it's a it's it's an incredible time to be out there and uh yeah it takes it, it takes a lot of faith and uh you know writing you know just to, to be able to be out there it's uh it's a dream come true right <laughs> so yeah. that being said yeah looked over a bunch of medals and one of the things where we had the uh, big wallet and um interestingly enough it's like wait guys i like yeah it's gonna get really thin really quick and sure enough we saw the tire guy we saw the welder guy we saw the parts guy we saw the food guy yeah it, it did triple yeah. down rather quickly yeah you, know. you were rich for about two minutes exactly but the whole town i mean it was almost like a pirate town you know because everyone who qualified qualified and you know that's a huge huge deal you know i mean it's uh uh for everybody and um then you get paid you know certain people get more money than others but that's the way it always is when you got super bike teams and shit there but anyhow um yeah then the town's open it's like a pirate town ain't it oh you know yeah. it's like everyone's jovial downtown it's just yeah. the, the cove there it's just a wonderful cove i mean ramsey Ram- ramsey's on the other side of town Okay, Douglas. Oh, the island. Douglas. Du- Doug- yeah. Du- <laughs> I always the capital is Douglas. Because I always get everyone who turns in my, my directions yeah. always wrong over there. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So, du- Douglas, they have a really, it's it's a cove. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. And then the next cove over is Laxia. I'd sneak over there sometimes, too. Yeah. I made friends with everybody that I could contact with and uh, do whatever. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd, well, to this day, you've you got a whole bunch of folks waiting for you to come out there again, you know, yeah. for sure. So we're, yeah. we're, we're guests there, so act like it and just have a good time and make friends wherever you go. Exactly. Yeah, so we got our stack of money, and we gave it to the tire guy, we gave it to the parts guy, we gave it to everyone else in between, and then we go downtown, you know, and that night, well, it's 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 actually the last night before you really got to get serious to go race again, so you got your paycheck, so everyone can go get tanked if they want to do so, so it's like the, the place was roaring, you know, I was like Hopping walking up. down, and we can't get 20 Day-day. feet without... Uh, Wade, is that you? Oh, yeah. It's like, so I'm hanging with Wade always. And yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. So sit there, 10 minutes. Yep. Go five feet. Wade, hey, how you doing, mate? You know, because everyone knows everyone out there. It's, 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 it's just so fucking cool. You know, I highly recommend it. If you've never been to the Isle of Man, uh, to the Manx GP or TT. Uh, I think nowadays a GP might... Uh, be a little bit more uh, uh, variance as far as racing goes, but uh, great time out there, you know. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. How was the food? Oh, loaded question. <laughs> loaded question. In the, in the old days, terrible, 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 terrible. You had to learn how to eat and everything. But um, the other last time I was there, I did the Manx. They've actually grown up a lot, and you could get pretty much real food there well you know also the island has changed uh since i've been there i was last time i was there was in uh 2005 um 
And, uh, you know, that, that turned into kind of like the Cayman Islands of uh, financial things. Ooh, so they yeah. turned into a you know, banking thing. So I think a, a, a lot yeah, of, uh, lot of people Island, moved yeah. in. You know, so the folks but, that moved in yeah. probably wanted to have some proper well, They've food. been complaining <laughs> about that for years. Yeah. A lot of Mercedes. The imports. A lot of Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as you like racing, oh, yeah. it's it's fine. Uh, the Isle the, the of Man, uh, the proper culture, they're the Manx folks. And they have a what, what, what's their what's what's their language? Manx, Manx, just straight up. Yeah, um, it's a dying language. Uh, just like a lot of indigenous cultures. Uh, yeah, it truly is. I mean, the, the, just just by nature. You know, and that, that if you've never been to that island, holy moly, you know, um, no paradise. It's paradise, but it's paradise, and the cost is it's steeped in blood. Uh-oh. Probably always has been. Probably in the day of the invaders and stuff. Or you know, don't blame great us. Great pastures. Blame us. They got it's beautiful. The place is beautiful. I'm sure I've never been yeah. there in the winter. Wait, I, mean, I imagine it's pretty dismal in the, in the, the cold months. If, if it's cold when we're there. When the sun goes down, it's like, you know, the ground, when it's cold, the ground oozes cold. And it usually doesn't <laughs> snow, rock. but a, a couple of years back, they had like, was it 15 foot I remember seeing pictures of that. Yeah, it actually snowed on the aisle. They were so yeah. worried about, are we going to have our races or not? Oh, the big question. <laughs> so all the boys from Alaska and Russia on their spiked bikes came in and they just raced instead. <laughs> oh, yeah. have you? Right? I, I've never done that, but I've seen it. And the spike it's, racing? It's so weird. I've never know? seen the ice racing. Oh, Jesus. You can lean that. Bike down because those spikes won't let go. Size of your finger, you're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. your pinky, I would say. Yeah. Wow, would you do that way? Me. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's a fantastic. Oh, it's a fantastic. In a hot second, it, uh, I've tried to to do some version of that and everything, but stuff happening. But anyhow, you got to go to like Canada or whatever. You got to go far, far away. Where it's cold. But I've totally tried. I would totally do it in a hot second. No kidding. All right, you hear that, listeners? Someone sponsor way at a nice cycle. We'll go to Canada, drink some of your Molson, and uh, go see him kick everyone's ass. Uh, on yeah, one go, wheel, I'm sure. Go see, make some hoser friends. <laughs> yeah, let's make some hoser friends. Yeah, are, you are. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, right on, right on. So, uh, yeah, I was just... Uh, earlier, I mentioned... Uh, well, I, I think I, I sent you a picture of that. Um, they got that uh, uh, Dirt Track R1... Because well, you're, you have the DTR one. They have an R1 DT, and they put an R1 motor in a sprint car chassis for the dirt, like NASCAR yeah. boys. Which yeah, it's the new R1, and oh, it's it's got to be just so oh, bad. Yeah. the plane motor. So it's, it's, it's really interactive. They even have um, uh, how do you say uh, uh, telecommunications for we everyone need a inside. Dozen of them. So actually, you could have you guys, uh, and well, we, you. I imagine what that means is he can just do the, while the driver's driving, they can actually adjust suspension and fuel mixture on the fly like the Formula One boys. Wow. Yeah. You can make that so fast. Yeah. So you'll have a pit sitting there and it's like, you're the goddamn, uh, you're you're the video game and they're actually making the rigos. All right. A little bit higher on the right. Do the, you know, how do you, because everything's active now. It's like more preload up front and the right. Less compression in the rear. You know, you need that. Missiles now. They can sit in Frankfurt, Kentucky to do it while they race on the 
Isle of Man. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Almost. You can do anything now, yeah. nowadays, you know. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, electric bikes, interestingly enough, you know, um, they're coming and going. It's going to be a, an interesting thing. Um, we just lost another uh, 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 Alta, I think, uh, those guys just recently uh, financing. So that's yeah. a second company they, here in San Francisco area that just uh, got the overnight just had to stop you know and those people were very very they made excellent motorcycles yeah we really wanted to see something happen with that those guys are right around the corner from my house and oh really the, the gang is all gone but something is still happening over there but anyhow yeah it's <clears throat> it might not be just about the bike it's about business and big business and who's oh, gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. someone's make, someone's cutting off the, there's a movie about you know who killed the electric car and, you oh, know, they yeah. got every car oh, that yeah. made money they remember that a crx a little honda that made 50 miles or a gallon they crushed everyone they bought everything they could and crushed them all you yeah. know they don't want yeah. you to have like nice so you don't know what's going on supposedly harley works. became a uh um partner a second ago or whatever it's just what i heard i don't know who or what uh, i don't know really what's going on but it's but it works they're not making motorcycles anymore they're I, making the f- jackets and shirts that's what harley davidson does nowadays well actually uh, interestingly enough being all american they're probably made in china which a lot of things are made nowadays so i, I believe in buying american 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 so yeah, be careful where you buy your underwear. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> See here, all of a sudden, Racers Alley just got a little political, a little funny that way. How easy it is to turn. Oh, I got right. a Japanese. Let's bag. talk about yeah. There we go. Let's talk about some horsepower or something. Oh, yeah. That new R1 that's coming out looks like a million bucks. It's the anniversary oh, one. Yeah, they said they're only making twenty. Yeah, kind of sucks because that means I don't get one. They're already oh. sold. Yeah, only making twenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of BS. Yeah, you want to make a bike, make it for everyone, you know. It's truly. Yeah. I, I Motorcycles to the people. Right? Yeah. So exactly, uh, Nick, what do you want next as far as a bike? Uh, I don't know really. Uh, maybe a Beamer Airhead. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Whoa. Interesting. Hmm? Yeah, I've never had a Beamer myself. Uh, you're talking the ones who go that way? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, boxer, yeah, yeah. the weird one. Yeah, yeah. But he shakes you yeah. left and right. <laughs> oh, come by Molotov's, my mate. Uh, he's a, he's a, he used to own a Beamer shop, and he's always there, and guys can shoot the shit. You know, he, yeah. let's do that. Yeah, let's do that for sure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you are. Right on, right on. Let's take a little break for a second, uh, and uh, we'll be back to you shortly. And uh, hold on, before I say that, let me make sure that actually the CD is turned on because last time we had no music when I did that, and you know, just had a little bad air. So let's see what the hell we're listening to. All right, I think it's a uh, go from there. <laughs> Some good. Romance are no more And people falling in love is so 
Just uh, hold on for a second while I change a CD. All our boys are on a break, but uh, yeah, you know, I love you, Stevie, but it wasn't exactly the CD I was looking for. I was looking maybe for older stuff. Anyways, so yeah, Wade, how you doing? Pretty good hanging in over here. <laughs> What's Alex up to? God damn it. What's he doing? Yeah, He's pushing yeah. buttons. How was the SMR? Really good. No incidences that I recall. Um, a car crashed. A car crashed. Car crashed. Uh, the Rangers were totally upset. They really wanted it to be a motorcycle. Oh, rap bastards! You yeah, are, you are. They yeah. still have two um, lights out there. They're rebuilding bridges, and so anyhow, they got lights. It looks like somebody wasn't paying attention. It comes up on the light. Lights red and everything, and maybe there was a car in its way. But anyhow, it like ditched it to the right in the ditch. Yar. And there was rangers and police and stuff everywhere. 
tow truck and other than that was a very peaceful ride for for everybody else that i know of everyone wake up on time with the weather change (laughs) everybody that made it (laughs) yeah 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 you know i mean right now we're just so lucky here in california to have the best actual weather i mean we're just going wonderful here with the you know it's gorgeous weather really is i mean uh yeah it's uh very lucky that way it's like uh riders over here in our state i mean yeah we're pretty blessed you know i mean uh Unfortunately, we don't have enough rain, but I mean, that's the little cross. Yeah, it'll happen sooner or later. Yes, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right on. So, uh, yeah, we got our phone number here. So, uh, looking to try it out 415 550 The first caller will probably get uh, maybe answered. Yeah, we'd love to actually have that happen if I can make it work. A winning know? combination A winning is combination, being answered. Exactly. If you call and I answer, that means I know how to work this thing, which would be really historic. And uh, from then on, we can actually. Actually, actually tell people to call because I know a bunch of our folks would love to talk to you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. They'll call from the middle There's of somebody the, out there. Well, from the island shit. Yeah, well, actually, to, uh, both of our callers. Uh, well, that would be a big timing issue. Two, two of our listeners out there, one of them's got to have a cell phone. So, you know, it's like, no matter what, we can make that happen. <laughs> Everybody's got one except right? me. <laughs> yeah. Wade. <laughs> you got the flip phone still? <laughs> no, I got fired from all of them. I don't have a phone at all. So I know where there is one, and everybody else has one in case I need one. Yeah, you can always have that. You know. I thought Curtis was the last one of our generation not to have a <laughs> cell phone, but apparently there are two, and both work at the... There you go. I was, I was both work at the same shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, exactly. You like your I am a pad, you know, and uh, bigger pictures. Yeah, and we got a house phone. I got we got a phone at the shop and everything. It's like wah wah wah, but you're all the way in the back. It's like yeah, <laughs> working. Yeah, why do and I need one? Yeah, I have to come all the way to the top. It's got to be serious. We got to have a a plan or something or whatever. Or I'm probably working. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm the same way. You know, uh, a bunch of our boys actually, like I mentioned earlier. You know, a motor tire guy, uh, uh, Robbie and uh, Brian and uh, Monkey Motor School. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Motor Hub SF Evan. Uh, they're all going down to Baja. You know, they're, they're trucking it down there. Yeah, you know, they're nice. going in the back of the uh, trucks. They got two trucks, four bikes. And uh, they're going down there, and then they're going to get out there, and they're going to actually, uh, you know, stay at Pal's Place or camp and ride around. I mean, have, have you ever been there, Nick? Nope. I have not. Wait. Have not. I've only been, been on the, what we called the Mulahay ride, which is we rode from the border to Mulahay and Loretto. So it took uh, eleven days to do it. We did it a couple times. Eleven days. Eleven days round trip. So you take a truck to the border, leave the truck there, and then you just bar on, on, on a dually, and then you're on your bike. Wow. Oh yeah. Be nice. bad, be tough, or, or die in the desert. <laughs> yeah, you better Sup- know your support shit. Truck, support trucks involved or no? Exactly. The, no. If you're if you're left, you're left. You know. Yeah. And no, these boys we, are ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we we didn't ever ever really leave anybody but one of our friends actually is is planted down there but it's in the the Cabo 1000 which we also did the pavement from the bo- first bo- from the border to the, the Giggling Marlin and Cabo San Lucas first one there wins 
Yeah. yeah, back in the old Cabo Cabo One Thousand yeah. race days. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I won it twice, but anyhow, <laughs> we have a buddy, Randy Bradescu, is planted out there, and when we're on either one of those rides, we can find his spot and say hi. Yeah, yeah. Go by and wave, and he's going, "Hey yeah. guys!" You know, you there's a there's a proper grave and everything with holy moly with motorcycle stuff out there and everything, you know. Not as big as the, the other one. I, f- I forget the name of that one, but you know, it's it's pretty Our nice. Paris the car, maybe. Yeah. There you are. Well, you know, yeah, the Baja, actually, our friends are going down there, and I think they might see the start of that or something like that. Um, and uh, our friend Armin, he might be race, racing out there. So if you are Armin, man, well, good luck. There you are, go, buddy. Man, go. Yeah, go, go, go. You know, he's been out there, does it, racing some trucks and uh, vehicles out there. So I, I never knew that was his passion, which is really badass, actually, you know, to go out there and do something great like that. I mean, it takes a lot. You know, when I was a kid uh, growing up, uh, I always thought I'd be a, a, a Baja racer or a desert racer. You know, I just, uh, <laughs> interestingly enough, I actually never went on the dirt and I didn't have a dirt bike, but that was the thing. I had a DT-175 rode on the street, but I never really was a dirt bike rider. But uh, yeah, you know, ever see the 1980s movie called Time Rider? Uh, no, gotta see that good. Time Rider it's an old classic and it's a guy gets a during an experiment out in a desert during a rally race he ends up in this little force field at the same time they decide to try to turn a rabbit into back in time or something <laughs> so he goes back in time on his uh, dual sport bike and there you are uh, yeah it's a good movie good dirt bike yeah, you know, but they had the helmet go down and it had all this which we still don't have which is an LED up, like in and out, you know, yeah. heads up display, <laughs> almost top, top, top Gun style. Exactly. So that's yeah. In '84, in Time Rider, they they yeah. had Top Guns in the helmet. You know, it's like oh yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. About dirt, dirt, dirt racers. Well, is it? He was a rally racer. I go, oh, yeah. I do rally racing, but I never did uh, actually go that far and uh, get into that. Um, one of our friends who owns Berkeley Honda Yamaha, Scott Summers. He's the real deal. Uh, if you ever want a good bike, go over there. R.E.R. He's been work there. He's a great guy. Uh, Berkeley Honey Yamaha, him and Carl. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, he's done Pike's Peak. He has a great bike. Pike's he builds, Peak. Yeah, he used to build all the bikes for uh, uh, the Honda teams back when they had the XRs. Oh. He used to be a pro racer out there, there and winning. Yeah. I didn't it's know like, that they uh, did yeah. Pikes Peak on motorcycles. Well, he did he, on oh, his bike. Oh, that's saying. Yeah. Half for years, but not always. Yeah. 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 There's a guy uh, from my hometown that uh, did uh, Pikes Peak in a Saab. Wow. Yeah. There's a guy in this room that's in Pikes Peak a few times. <laughs> on a sidecar. Is he sitting side next to me? Right, he's there a few <laughs> times. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to do it. I've just never uh, never had the opportunity. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have firsthand uh, knowledge of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's another bucket list thing and everything. And Yeah, it truly is. It, it's a mountain. It's it's big it's tough it's there's a bunch of different things about that you start at nine thousand feet and you go to your way to the top here here you are um it oh it's got a telephone what do you, what do you got there um anyhow yeah it's it's uh, uh what is it you got you practice three days a week the race is on sunday if i remember right you get one shot at it sure 
there's like a hundred people lined up and you find your place in line and wait till that happens and you got to get to the top don't get past the cliffs and everything and um whatever you can do what's up you guys Anyhow, um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't even know uh-oh. if you're on the air, which is pretty funny because it's the first phone call I answered. He's, he's answering the telephone, yeah. trying to get this through. What's your name? We got our first phone call. <laughs> but our I first don't hear. phone call, someone's fucking with us. And you're looking oh, for... Oh, he's looking for a pizza or something. No way. We can deliver. <laughs> we can deliver. <laughs> Thanks, I can see you. I don't Ooh. even know if we're on the air. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> we almost got a phone call that counts. Yeah. yeah I would but say we got a phone call. So there, there was phone call number one. Even, a, even a butt dial means that we got a phone call. You know. <laughs> What's he doing over there? So anyhow, Pike's Peak was, was actually a lot of fun, but it, it's tough. It's similar to the aisle, but, but totally different. It's a one-off. The hardest thing about Pikes Peak is you got to get up at three o'clock in the morning to get on the mountain before the rest of the people, the fans, get there. There's one road. There's two lanes. They usually no. I would actually clog the bottom. I would say talk part to of Moto, the road. Uh, our friend one lane Monkey is, Moto is School, for spectators Evan, and, and one be lane totally is for totally cool about actually um, entrance. And the entrance got to get halfway get up the mountain. And do it. Yeah, he has before it all well. happens. So he's he's almost so like a motorcycle psychologist. <laughs> one, two, three o'clock in the morning. They say you can rest and everything, and you try to sleep. And good luck on that one. Anyhow, come seven o'clock or whatever, you have a writers meeting, and you start the whole process and wait till it's your time in line, and then it's <laughs> you work your way to the front. But and when they if throw it's the up flag, there, I'm pretty much a dead man. Take off yeah, the, have the a starting talk to Evan line at Moto Monkey. And the you clock know, starts at actually uh, around the yeah, corner. Yeah, four one five. And then you got like a hundred and fifty corners. But just call uh, MotoMonkeySchool.com. Uh, is it steep? And uh, if some will, some places are yeah, steep, but it actually goes back and forth. This actually works out. I wonder how to work. So there's like seven guardrails, seven or eight hairpins. And um, all right, guys. Well, I don't know if that worked, and that was kind of a funny, interesting first thing. But uh, yeah, we got our first phone call, and we'll see how it uh, how it airs tomorrow, so to speak. <laughs> oh, okay. is this actually being recorded? Oh, we're live, buddy. Oh, I had recorded, right? What? No one told me. Oh, you don't have to worry about it. Our one listener is the only guy out there, or girl. Actually, I don't know who's actually listening. Well, I know my ma's listening. You are. So we might have two listeners out there. So I got to watch it when I say I'm riding on mushrooms and, you know, the drug stuff and drinking. So, yeah, Ma, that's totally made up. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't yeah, speed. Chanter- never been caught in a motorcycle. Chanterelles. <laughs> Chanterelles. My Ma knows, Wade. We, yeah. we, we hung out before we went to the aisle. We had a big dinner, you know. It's like, uh, yeah, she never expected to end up having a, you know, racer son, but uh, it ended up happening, you know, and... Uh, that's the way it was, you know. Just go from there, you know. Uh, you came from a racer family, Wade. So I mean, that was always just. That's what I believe. You are, you know. I mean, uh, Nick. As far as uh, 
your family always accepted you riding? Is there, you, where you came from always riding? Uh, actually, where do you come from? You seem to have an accent. And Nick the Swede, does that mean you're German, uh, <laughs> Spanish? Um, where do you come from, Guatemala? Uh, Finland. Finland. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So let's holler out to Marco the Finn. He's out there somewhere. <laughs> Marco the Finn? Yeah. Hey, Marco, Marco the Finn. Marco the Finn. Someone's calling you. Yeah, yeah, Nick the Swede's calling. What's up? <laughs> so, yeah. No, no. I have very little family left, so you to are. speak. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But um, they always been cool. My mom and dad, they bought me my first motorcycle when I was 16. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, uh, yeah. Le- legal driving age there. I was... Uh, I was riding as a passenger on my friend's uh, motorcycle because okay. he uh, he had one before me, and uh, they got a little bit scared because he was f- driving a little bit, uh, yeah, like sixteen year olds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're all we're all crazy kids, so it's like maybe we should get him his own because it's better him riding drunk than being behind of a drunk kid. <laughs> I think that was the general way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. What was your funny, first bike? Uh, it was a Honda CB125. Wow. 81. A uh, single? Single, yeah. Wow. No, it's a double. It's a double. Is it? is it's a, a double. CB125 is a, 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 it's a double. Can Boy. you imagine how small it is? Little yeah. egg beater. <laughs> <laughs> you know, holy moly. And you know, uh, 1625 is the top size right yeah yeah oh well uh, uh, well, uh, european exactly that's why they're much better riders uh euro trash yeah but uh, i think that that i think they should have that here myself but uh, this is a good story when we picked up that motorcycle no no he says no we're not going that way dude (laughs) no when we picked up the motorcycle it's a good story my mom and dad drives me to the place right Uh i pick it up i don't have a license yet so it's okay because we're yeah. you know student driving, right? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah. So naturally, I max it out <laughs> on the freeway. Yeah. Well, that's what you do on a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> How and fast and my uh, my mom and dad had a Vauxhall Chevette, one point six liter. It didn't have a fucking chance to keep up. But when we came arrived to there our destination, <laughs> my dad told me so. Never, ever do that again. Uh, never, ever do that in front of your mom. <laughs> that was, that, that was how I interpreted it. Yeah, yeah. The so second, you, you yeah. split on him is what you did. Yes. And the second question is, give me your Brand. keys. I'm going to go out there on your bike. <laughs> give me the keys. Give me your helmet. You know. Oh, yeah. He, he, oh, yeah. He drove that. Yeah. He, he, oh, this thing goes pops. <laughs> <laughs> he used to ride in the 50s and the 60s. Then he got married. Oh, so, yeah, he's a motorcyclist. And then he got married. That's why uh, he, he, he had to yell at you. Yeah, I've been yelled at. I've been yelled at many times. So, yeah, yeah been, so he had to do that. Just so it's like, all right, I yelled at him. You know, and then he smiled and goes, give me the keys. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. God right bless on. his heart. Yeah, God bless. What's your second? What was your favorite bike? Have you had favorites? Yeah. Yamaha RD350LC. Ooh. That's Wade's territory, not mine. It's yeah. so easy to soup it up. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Been you, out there, Wade? You, you gain five. We used to do that all the time. Yeah. It's. Um, I got a good story about my friend who also rode one. What's going on? He used to fuck with the cops. 
mm-hmm. by driving up behind them, <laughs> put his uh, foot so it hid the license plate. Yeah. Downshift and passed them on the wheelie. <laughs> we had a friend like that, Sean Crane, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just nothing but just did that just for pure sport. <laughs> That's awesome. For yeah. no and, good reason. And at all. Alan Sherbel, too. Alan Sherbel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what makes, you know, our generation, you know, great. You know, it's it seems to be, you know, it's newer people riding are definitely not outlaws. That's for sure. You know, a different different thing. They have ABS brakes. And they don't all wear black, all black. Well, except for Wade. But everyone else, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, he's special. He's, well, truly. Uh, but, the, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's funny uh, how, how, how things have changed that way. But uh, that's a pretty neat story. So you, you really love that RD. You souped it up. There you are. You, uh, you, you know, you, uh, you could pour the oil and then mixed. You know, it was a mix. Yeah, pre- pre-mix. Yeah. No, no, but it was one of the first that had didn't require pre-mix. Yes, so but you folks fill, did it. Yeah, yeah. But you you just shortcut that shit and just pre-mix it because the actual mixer uh, gave you five more horsepowers if you cut it. No kidding. <laughs> Cheapest hack in the history. Skunk works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. See those on the SMR Wade? Everybody had them back then. Really? It was a earlier versions of that and then so there was at least 10 15 years of every other kid had a two stroke it was the bike to have rz rz rd 250 rz 350 you know the a whole gamut of oh, those, those eras 400 uh yeah then they went to 400 they did not really import the 500s the f- but i have a friend i had one I got it. Oh, you had no way. <laughs> I was just well, going to say. That changed everything. sweet. You got to know. If you think the 350 was wild, the 500. <laughs> yeah, the 500 was got, was, uh, was even better. So on the on the greatest, best, glorious day, my dad my my dad was supposed to get one, but he never did. Shame on him. Anyhow, he had 350, and we would get in the valley up north and and blaze off, disappear on everybody. And it was it was you know the two pipes in unison. They were totally yeah the same. Two it was harmony. And, yeah. and, 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 but I had another gear. Like oh, the difference was another gear. Pretty much another gear, and I. Oh, when yeah, I got the five hundred, I goes I, to number eleven. I, I, I finally <laughs> I, I passed my pops and right. made it stick. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Sorry, pops, yeah, but yeah, I gotta yeah, go yeah, now. Yeah, I got one word. <laughs> See you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You should have got the five hundred, pops. <laughs> you go yeah, first. Exactly. I'll, I'll wait for you down the street. It's always been yeah. a dream of mine, Wade, to get both those five hundreds running. It's just like it'd be really neat to hear you and I running and go like serious well, point or something and just like it, two 500s you know yeah. Wade and I can run side by side at certain times and you know that would be really really neat to do that you know it's yeah. like oh, yeah. it would sound like GP <laughs> yeah. exactly you know? exactly and that's what it was there too 
350 500 was it was kind of the, it was all the same thing uh, they're tw- they're all but twins and yeah two 500s ooh, i actually have, awesome. have two but it's, i know that's it's what i'm hard. saying a dream of mine it just takes you know, a little more time and money it's yeah. uh, the dreaded cdi box so anyways that, pride yeah oh knock on wood i never had a problem with mine all right we better get some yeah, but it would be awesome. I mean, like I said, it's always been a dream of mine. You know, uh, Wade and I have ridden through a lot of times and a lot of places and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of you know, crazy shit together, you know. And uh, boy, it would be an honor to just like have two 500 yeah. somewhere and just go, ah, beep, beep, yeah. and have that sound, you know, just, ah, yeah, those two exactly. wonderful bikes, you know. It's like, ah. Man, that yeah. that would be a you know really nice bucket list dream. You are yeah. just about well, getting them together and getting the parts. Really, <laughs> yeah, we need the parts, and I'm trying to get you talked into going to Phillip Island. Yeah, I'm, I'm working under. on it. Exactly. Anyhow, so I'm hope I'm trying to get at least the D together to go to Phillip Island. And, okay, and and I got time then. See if I can give the TZ750s a hard time. Well, uh, you've already been there and done that, actually. Uh, Nick the Swede, if you don't know, uh, Wade's an international racer. You know, his name's John Bond, James Bond. But anyhow, uh, he's been in... Uh, <laughs> JB. Yeah, well, we know JB. But um, he's been to Phillip Island a few times for the for the America's race. And uh, one of uh, he and Christine uh, did a bunch of sidecar races in one, as well as, uh, you know, they also do a classic you know old bike stuff you know rar you know it's it's quite incredible actually what they got yeah really nice place uh the godson the godfather of my son stallan shout out to stallan yeah he uh wait have you ever done uphill racing on gravel roads it's a thing over in Scandinavia. I don't know what nice. it is here. No. Uphill on gravel. No, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. Boy, you probably have a nitro, I would nitro love turbo. To do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could be my new yeah, favorite. Yeah. They do it with cars. They do it with motorcycles. No kidding. They also do it with sidecars. Motorcycles. The godfather of my son, Stellan. He has one. He's 71 years old. <laughs> Last year, he oh. broke his arm because they um, yeah, they did a classical race. I'll show you a video. We'd love oh, to see that. Oh. Holy moly. Nice. Uh, no, that long is the right real up deal. our alley. You yeah. know? I think yeah. I got a new hero. <laughs> right? Exactly. 71. Uh, sidecar up the hill. He's got a little uh, forgery. He lives on the countryside. So it's a little forgery. He's an artist, but he prefers Neat. to make... Um, reconstruct old parts for motorcycles he's more interested in that nice there you yeah. go so he makes cylinders for people with obscure engines yep. one offs he makes real stuff he's real a, he's, parts of people yeah can't he, get. he makes unobtainium yes oval pistons for your nr 1700 remember that uh, yeah, yeah yeah well i want to say guys you know um we're getting at the end of our day here, and uh, well, end of our show. R.E.R. It's been a great, you know, Nick the Swede. I I hope to have you back more than once. We barely got to talk, but if you really came in and very comfortable and 
welcome anytime. This you know. is the yeah, first time on, I'm on radio. I hope I didn't fuck up your show. <laughs> no, actually, uh, we're live here. So basically, the president is listening. So Uh-oh. it's okay. This will mm. present actually, a fuck problem. That yeah, fuck that, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Anyhow. Um, yeah, you know, it was like really great, you know, how we how we met each other. But I mean, it's funny, you know, if, if you're in a certain situation, circles are circles. And in, in the city, sometimes the circles are small. And that it's, being said, you just meet friends and it's a pleasure. But I think I've met you before in the past 10 years, somewhere along the line. You know, you're just... What's, uh, what's the Gary Club involved? I think it's your accent. Yeah, I met you. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> There's I, only a few I, of those. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Pra- I practiced this for years. So yeah. talking. But also, Nick the Swede, I think we've run across each other. And Wade, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it's always great. You know, uh, Wade's our host on the show. And, uh, you know, uh, next couple of weeks, we're going to be having a couple of guests here from Bonneville, as well as, uh, you know, uh, everyone's getting off racing. Uh, we're going to have a couple of uh, AFM racers, as well as, uh, you know, know uh mechanics for uh, superbike uh, racing as well you know so uh yeah uh we'll have a good time in the future and uh you know uh go from there so uh, as far as uh enjoying our show uh let me see if i can actually make this thingy work that has some music oh, there we go and we'll be leaving you thank you for joining racers alley at mutiny radio and you know like i said Mutant, pam tastic mutiny radio thank you mutiny radio right Yay. you are you are and uh pam tastic uh always just tune in uh she's got a lot of stuff going right now especially we're having a comedy club event coming on soon so y-r-e-r and uh cheers guys be safe thank you wade thank you nick see you guys soon yar yar he is an ugly man with a tiny tiny penis i'm sure i really wish that stormy daniels would have come out and said like what what that that's you know is that the non-disclosure is that what the hundred and thirty thousand dollars was for was not to talk about his fucking tiny dick because his ego is so big obviously you're trying to compensate for something fucking Oh, didn't show anybody taxes. I had to pay taxes this year, you fuckbag. Did you pay any taxes, president? I don't, I, you know, I have to go off at least once. Uh, God, he's just, you know, and I never thought that I would say I missed George Bush, George W. I mean, although he might have been complicit in the 9-11, you know, thing at least uh, I don't know is 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 he was refreshingly honest even though he was you know dumb I guess but what I don't know if he was honest he just looked that way I have no idea anything uh so Stormy Daniels still crazy things happening uh Trump calls Stormy Daniels threat a total con job a non-existent man Trump said of the person described by the porn star in a sketch released earlier President Donald Trump this is I find this very very funny uh President Donald Trump on Wednesday called Stormy Daniels claim that a man threatened her in order to silence her about an affair with Trump was a total con job Referring to a police sketch of the man released a day earlier, Trump retweeted a conspiracy theory that suggests the image actually depicts Daniel's husband. A sketch years later about a non-existent man. 
a total con job playing the fake news media for fools, but they know it. Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, has said that in 2011, a man approached her and her young daughter in the parking lot and told her to forget about this story. Leave Mr. Trump alone. Oh, it's a beautiful little girl. It would be a shame if any if something happens to her mom, Daniel said the man told her. Wednesday's tweet was the president's second direct response to allegations that he had a sexual relationship with the adult film star. Earlier this month, he said he was unaware that his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, in 2016 paid Daniels $130,000. Cohen told reporters that he paid Daniels with his own money and the Trump campaign was not involved. The FBI last week raided Cohen's office and reportedly seized documents related to the payment. Daniels told 60 Minutes in March that because of the threat, she signed a non-disclosure agreement in 2016, preventing her from discussing the affair. She's currently suing Trump over the validity of that agreement. She's also suing Cohen for defamation. Why is he responding to things? I, I think that that's insane that he's responding that's it, it seems like a bad a bad uh, a bad deal for him because he shouldn't say anything he should just deny not even deny just let it let it go uh let's see i'm i miss you latoya how are you wow toddler shoots pregnant mom with dad's gun in parking lot Holy fuck! Ha! What? If you didn't have a gun in your fucking car, you idiot! I want gun in my car! I want gun! Fuck! Fuck! The girl had no idea what she had done, and she was very scared, a detective told reporter. A three-year-old in Indiana accidentally shot her pregnant mother, leaving the woman in critical but stable condition, the local media reported. Wow! The child shot Shanique Thomas, 21, who police said is six weeks pregnant, in the shoulder Tuesday outside a Plato's Closet thrift store in Merrillville. Police said Menzo Brazier, the victim's boyfriend and father of the two kids ages three and one, left his legal 9mm handgun loaded in between the console and his front passenger seat before going into the store according to Chicago station WFLD. After that, the couple's three-year-old daughter somehow grabbed the gun and pulled the trigger. The bullet went through the back of the seat and struck Thomas in her right shoulder. The girl had no idea what she had done and she was very scared. Detective Sergeant James Bogner told NBC Chicago. Police said she got out of the driver's seat and collapsed after opening the door to the back seat where the children were. Plato's Closet employee Hadassah Zirkel told WLS that people immediately noticed something terrible had happened. We just heard screaming. We ran outside with a bunch of people. Someone said someone was hurt and bleeding. Brazier reportedly ran out of the store and tried to stop the bleeding until paramedics arrived. He said, did you kill yourself? Why did you do this to me? Store employee Rebecca Todd told WLS. 
M-A-Q-T-V. He rushed over. He was bawling his eyes out, her co-worker Paloma Pristo said. Employees brought the children into the store and comforted them, while first responders arrived on the scene and transported Thomas to a local hospital for treatment. She was transported to Loyola Hospital in critical but stable condition, WLS reported. Brazier was charged with child endangerment. The two children are now with Child Protective Services. A loaded weapon with children in the back seat. A real careless act. Maryville Police Chief Joe Petruk told WMAQ. I hope she survives the gunshot wound. This incident is similar to a 2016 case that happened in Florida. The four-year-old son of a gun rights advocate accidentally shot her while she was driving. Oh, you know, I put my loaded gun in between the seat a kid can't get all you know those they have tiny hands and i bet you're like playing fucking video games with guns all the time at home so they're like "Ooh, guns are cool or what is this Ooh, a gun why don't you just not have a gun god my first amendment rights first amendment rights second amendment i'm sorry first amendment rights is what we're doing right here right now which is telling the news and stuff but uh second amendment rights so this is the gun rights advocate whose kid accidentally shot her could go to jail the gun was unholstered and didn't have a trigger lock when the child grabbed it the florida mother and gun rights advocate who was accidentally shot by her four-year-old son while driving earlier this is a couple of years ago could be charged with a misdemeanor the putnam county sheriff said captain gator gator what a great name gator deloach revealed the details Captain Gator DeLoach, that's a great name, revealed the details of the department's investigation at a press conference yesterday, including how the toddler ended up with a loaded handgun while his mother, Jamie Gilt, drove the truck. The investigation revealed that Jamie placed the gun, which was not in a holster, under the front seat of the truck. Sometime during her drive, the gun apparently slid to the back rear floorboard below where her four-year-old son was seated in a booster seat. According to family members, the child recently learned to unbuckle his seatbelt. Investigators discovered the child removed himself from the seat, presumably to grab a toy from the floorboard, saw the gun, picked it up, and accidentally fired through the rear of the driver's seat, striking Jamie. The bullet struck her in the back and exited through her chest. Whoa. Okay. How about, how about don't have guns? No, anybody? I just, I feel like we're, I mean, we're literally going to hell in a handbasket. We've got, we're more interested in our, our president's more interested in telling you about his ego and that I'm better than everyone. I'm better than everyone. You know what I am? I'm better. I'm better. I'm best. I'm the best. I'm the best of the best. I'm the best looking. I'm the best president there's ever been. Even though like nothing's happened yet. What has he done? Oh, here's another good one. Unarmed black men killed in mind-boggling barrage of police gunfire. Excessive and unnecessary force. Uh, an attorney for Deontay Yarber's family called it the worst case of excessive unnecessary force he's ever seen. A lawyer representing relatives of an unarmed black man killed in a hail of police bullets in a California Walmart parking lot accuses officers of profiling, stalking, and unjustifiably shooting him. Deontay Butchie Yaber, 26, who had been driving his cousin and friends to a Walmart store in Barstow, died when police fired what a witness told the Guardian sounded more like 30 bullets, more than 30 bullets. 
A passenger was seriously wounded. They saw a car full of black people sitting in front of a Walmart, and they decided that was suspicious. Lee Merritt, an attorney representing Yarber's family, told the paper. They just began pouring bullets. It's irresponsible. It's dangerous. It's mind-boggling use of force. He said Yarber was hit an estimated two dozen times. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department said Barstow officers opened fire after the driver of a black Mustang wanted for questioning and recent crime involvement in a sto- of a stolen vehicle suddenly reversed in a getaway attempt, crashed into the two patrol cars and accelerated toward the officers. Police had been sent to the Walmart lot to investigate a call of a suspicious vehicle, the sheriff said in a statement. Officers involved in the April 5th shooting have been placed on paid administrative leave, police said. Dale Galipo, an attorney representing Marion Tafoya, 23, a backseat passenger seriously wounded in the shooting, said officers weren't in the path of the Mustang, so they had no jurisdiction to open fire. Video footage of the car after the shooting shows what appears to be many bullet holes. There's also minor damage to the front bumper and side fender, but it's unclear whether that happened prior to the incident. Yauber's aunt, Alita Yauber, said the car belonged to her son, who was a passenger in the vehicle, and that hadn't been reported stolen. She said her son had not been able to say much of anything since the shooting because it was very traumatizing. Yarber was a loving, caring, and friendly person, said Samantha Robel, Robeldo, who has a seven-year-old daughter named Nalia with Yarber. 